Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Now, today, I, we have been talking about authority. It's a month of authority. We have been talking about authority, and my intention, this is my intention, my intention is to do a recap of the things that we have learned, because next week when Prophet is here, he will be teaching one more thing on authority. He will be doing the finale, even though we are in a, we are going to be in another month, but he will be teaching on a finale. And I want to recap the things that we have learned on authority so that we are actually ready for next week. That's one. And two, if possible, I want to dwell a little bit more on the humility part that he talked about. Um, Because he said that that is the master key to the authority growing. So he guided me as to all the different things that make the authority to grow. And then he said, you can talk about whichever one of these particular things. And he said he hadn't talked much about the humility part, which he, just, he had just started talking about. So I thought I could go deeper into that. That's my intention. But we'll see what happens because of time, OK? We'll see what happens. So look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you ready? Neighbor, are you ready? Is your neighbor ready? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So if you remember, and I, of course our guests were not here, so this is very good for our guests as well. The first teaching that prophet was teaching on authority, he was talking about the fact that we all have the need to have authority because God created us that way. So when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them authority. He gave them dominion. So that dominion that he gave to them is the thing that in us wants to rise up and have some kind of authority. And then he defined authority as power, Privilege, uh, influence, a force, ability, or violence. There are so many words that are describing the word authority. And then if we read Luke 10 verse 19, let's, let's bring that scripture up. It's very important. Luke 10 verse 19. Okay, let's read together. One, two, three, read. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay, we didn't read together. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay, so 
I give you power. That one is authority. Oh, yes. And we learned that authority is over something or to do something. So he has given us authority to do what? So to tread over serpents. In other words, you can step on them, you can command them to go, you can command them to leave what they're doing, to seize and desist, to stop what they're doing. All this authority to tread over, over serpents, to tread over scorpions, and over all power of the enemy. In other words, over all power of Satan. Oh, yes. Authority over all power of Satan. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So he was saying that when you are given authority, there are some powers that guide your authority. The things that you can do. So for example, the police, they do have their own constitution or acts. There are certain documents that govern their power. Oh, yes. So if you want to know whether what a policeman is doing to you is authorized or not, you could read those documents. Okay? So, me being studious, I said, let me go and check some of the documents that give this power to the police. Go deeper. So I found one uh, on the New South Wales legislation website which said Law Enforcement Powers and Responsibilities, Act 2002, number 103. Okay, and I started reading. So it says, it sets out all sorts of stuff, you know, definitions and all the boring stuff, and then it gets to the powers now. So the police have certain powers. For example, powers of entry. They have power to enter your house during an emergency. They have power to enter, to arrest or detain someone. They are, it's listed below there what are the circumstances in which they can do that, okay? If they think you are in reasonable danger, they can just enter your house without knocking or without telling you or asking your permission, okay? Things like that. They have powers to require identity to be disclosed. So if they meet you on the road and they say, where's your ID? They have power to do that, authority to do that. When you go to this document here, you will find it. A police officer may require a person whose identity is unknown to the officer to disclose it. If the officer proposes to give direction to the person, whatever, 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 I'm not going to read all that stuff. And then within that same document is... Like, what punishments are there for people who fail to disclose their identity, their identity, for example? So they have there, what's the penalty? Penalty is this much. Penalty is this much. Maximum penalty is this much. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm telling you. <clears throat> they have powers. There's lots of this document goes on and on, goes on and on. They have power to tell you to remove a face covering, even if you say it's a religious thing. They will say, because I need to identify you. They have power to do that. They have power to search, powers of searching and seizing stuff. They have power to do that. So, 
Meaning that once somebody has been made a policeman, they do get authority. And that authority behind it has got a document that spells the powers, what they can do with that authority. And if they are doing it the right way in which it's specified, if you say no, you will get a penalty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So us, as children of God, this is what we're learning. If we understand what power we have, if we understand the document that spells, us, spells out our power, oh, yes. it means we know that if I say this thing, whatever I'm talking to needs to comply to what I'm saying. Amen. Because I have a document that's actually saying these are the powers that I have under the authority that has been delegated to me. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. And then it says nothing shall hurt you. So what are the powers? So according to Luke chapter 10 that we, we read, it says you can trample over serpents. Amen. These are demons that operate on this earth. Oh, yes. Serpents and scorpions. These are demons that operate on this earth. That cause all sorts of havoc, like sicknesses and disease and mental issues and poverty and cause people's money to be taken away and they torture people in different ways. These things, you can trample on them. Oh, yes. Serpents and scorpions, you can trample on them, meaning that they are under you. You can do that to them, Jesus said. I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. And over all power. Come on now. Oh, yes. Where, how do you know there is a power of Satan here? Where you see stealing, killing, and destroying. Amen. People are dying. People are sick. People are in poverty. Bad things are happening to them. They are like they are under a curse. Things are not working for them. The Bible here says, I give you power, I give you authority over all power of Satan. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. So the moment you begin to understand your authority, you begin to grow confident. And when you begin to grow confident, you begin to be able to address things and to cause them to listen to you. I do remember I once, this, this story is, is a little bit shocking. I was in high school once, and I learned this verse, nothing shall by any means hurt you. I had learned it long time ago, just like, you know, all of us, we know such a scripture. And this thing that happened is quite, is quite weird. And don't even think that maybe high schools in Malawi are like that. I don't even know how this thing happened. But we were writing our final exam. So I was about 17. I was writing, I was writing my grade 12 exam that I would need to pass so well to qualify to go to university, just like we do here. So on the night when I'm writing my final exam, something weird happened in our dormitory. So we used to have this house where we are living. And you know, there are all sorts of different rooms and a huge corridor. It was a boarding school. And then in each room was about, it was eight of us, okay? And then there were quite a number of those rooms, maybe 12 or something. I can't remember what the whole, you know, place, the whole house was made of. 
And so a girl, she was being tormented by suddenness, physically, but you could not see them. That night, she said that these people, she had seen them at her house, visiting her house at home. They were very well-to-do people, this girl. So they, they were friends of her dad's or something. So at night, while she's sleeping, these people come in her sleep, and they are saying that you are ours. So she stood up. She's running in the corridor from people she only can see, nobody can see. But they caught her, and they wrote on her, I'm here. You know how you write with, uh, with a burning, like you're doing a tattoo? Oh, yes. They wrote on her, I'm physically fresh, but you can't see the people. This is so weird. They wrote on her arm that they belong. They wrote satanic here on the hand here. We could see it. And it was written fresh. It's with blood but also burnt. So she's screaming. She's seeing things like this. Now in that place, in that whole school, the person that people thought is spiritual was me. And I'm in the same dormitory. There were others, but if there's going to be something weird happening, guess who they are going to be looking for? We had our nuns in there. It was a Catholic school, Catholic nuns, that actually looked after that place. They didn't want nothing to do with this thing. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. Kids are writing exams tomorrow. Nobody can sleep. So I woke up to come and see what is happening. So they explained, and she was crying. So at first I was scared. I'm 17, you know? I'm like, hey, hey, I've never, like, this is the weirdest, most, most, like, out there thing you can even think about. But then I remembered that if I'm a child of God, there are angels on my bed. Oh, yes. Looking after me. Nothing can hurt me. So I said to her, I will take you with me. You will sleep in my bed, not even like you will sleep in my room. You will sleep in my bed, not even by yourself, with me. So, because she said, I can't sleep, I'm seeing the people right now. I took her by the hand like this. We went to my bed, I said, you face this way, I face this way, because we can't fit. It was very small, single beds. I said, on my bed, you will sleep until tomorrow. She said, I haven't slept all night. I said, don't worry. Maybe I took a bit longer to sleep, to fall asleep. The whole time, seeing angels around my bed, you know? Oh. Telling myself in my mind, there's angels on my bed. Before we knew it, it was in the morning. I said, how did you sleep? She said, like a baby. I said, I told you, if it's in my bed, those things will not come to my bed. Nobody wanted her. The people in her room didn't want her back there. Nobody wanted her anywhere near. Even in my room, people slept because it's me who said, and I said she would sleep on my bed. That's how my friends slept in that room. And then in the morning, of course, we were woken up by all the students. Now everybody had known in the, all the different dormitories, trying to open our door because they want to see. The thing that's written. We had to hide her. Then they, she had to go home because there was too much commotion. But I had learned one thing. Nothing. I said nothing. Oh, yes. Nothing Amen. shall by any means hurt you. Oh, yes. I had seen that scripture. 
And I took that scripture by face value, and I was only 17. And I said, no matter what, even if my heart was a little bit scared, but I said I saw it in the word of God, that it will not hurt me. It was so weird. So even if it was you, you will look at it and your heart will be like, what kind of... I've never heard of anything like that ever in my life. I have never seen anything like that ever in my life. But if it is written in the place that gives you powers. Oh, yes. Then if it cannot hurt you, it will not hurt you. If it thinks you know, it will not hurt you. It will not hurt you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are hearing. So when you look at the powers, that, that was the first thing we learned. Let me look at what, what else we learned. We learned that authority must have a backing, a backing boss. There must be a sovereign behind that authority. And that sovereign must be able to, must have conquered those things that he's given you authority over. Oh, yes. And that sovereign must be obeyed by those things that you're being given authority. So if you come in the name of Jesus, you are coming to talk to things that Jesus has already conquered them. So you are coming in the name of Jesus because you're saying, I've been sent, in other words. But you don't have to say all of those things. Demons understand in the name of Jesus. What does it mean? You know, by the way, it, it reminded me of a scripture. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus used to come to a place, demons used to scream and everything. And Jesus used to cast them out, but he used to command them not to speak because they knew who he was. Oh, yes. Meanwhile, the people that were around there were like, what kind of authority is this that even demons obey this one? But the Bible says the demons, they knew who he was. Oh, yes. So if you stand up here and you are, you are commanding demons to go or a situation to change, they know who you are. Even though the people around you may not know why is it that the thing is obeying you. Amen. Come on, someone. They know who Jesus is and they know who you are. Because the Bible says they knew him and Jesus didn't want them. To actually tell the world that this is a son of God. He didn't want that. So he used to keep, make them keep quiet. But otherwise when they begin to speak before he tells them to keep quiet. They begin to say oh what are you doing you son of God. Do you want to come and stop us before our time. Jesus Amen. didn't want that. Because he never used to disclose who he is to everyone. So they knew who Jesus was. So, authority has to have a backing force. And that backing force should be something that these things, they recognize. That if you have been sent by this person, then we need to obey you because this person has power to punish. And this person has already conquered us. So, if this person is behind this person speaking, we have got no choice but to obey Reminds me of Moses. God gave Moses authority. He sent Moses. God sent Moses. He said, go to Pharaoh. In other words, he's saying, I'm giving you authority to go to Pharaoh to tell him to cause my people to go, to let, to let my people go. I am giving you that authority because Pharaoh wasn't going to let them go. This is another thing we learned. 
We need authority because the things you're dealing with do not want to let the people go. So that's why you have authority to enforce the thing. Amen. So Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. It's God who is saying it. It is the same. He would have said, in the name of Yahweh, let my people go. Because he asked God, when I go there, what must I say? Who has sent me? Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We're hearing. Because if somebody who doesn't know Jesus says, come out in the name of Jesus, they will say, who sent you? Amen. Because they want, who sent you is the one who is powerful. Wow, wow, wow. So if you say, go in the name of Jesus, you're saying, I've been sent to be here as a representative of Jesus. So I'm correcting just as Jesus was here. I am doing what he has sent me to do. Mm. I can tramp over you. I can change the situation. That's what you're saying. This is exactly what was happening with Moses. He said, what must I say? Who sent me? He said, go and say, I am that I am. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of your fathers has sent me. So when he came to Pharaoh, he said, we met the God of our ancestors. He has told us that you need to allow these people to go and worship in the mountains, in the wilderness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So when Moses said that, you must understand, sometimes when you command something, If it does not comply, it doesn't mean you don't have authority. It just means you just need to insist and be strong in your resolve Amen. and say, I know who I am oh, yes. and I know that you are living. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are hearing. And sometimes you just tell it, you have left. You have left. You are gone. That's it. Because when Moses said to Pharaoh, let my people go, he said, who is that God? Because he does not understand that the authority this man is carrying, the backing force, he doesn't know it. Oh, yes. He doesn't know it. So he said, who is this God that I need to, me, Pharaoh, like, who is this God that I need to? It's ridiculous. How can you come, how can you just come to to the most strongest, most powerful president of the day Mm. and say, do this. So his first thought was like, is he mad or what? (laughs) So he says, I will show. So God had said, he will not let them go, but squeeze him. Oh, yes. (laughs) If he says no first time, squeeze him. Oh, yes. You just need to start doing stuff because I've given you authority. You can put a rod there, it will become a snake. You can change water, it will become blood. Oh, yes. Now, if he, he will still not comply, you can start bringing frogs. Mm. Every time you squeeze him a little bit more than you did last time. Amen. If he says no, you squeeze a little bit more than last time. Oh, yes. Until yes. I want to get to a point where He will say, I don't want to see your face. Can you please? Oh, yes. Because if you command something, (laughs) Moses got to a point where he said, you know, because when he came and said, let your people go, Pharaoh said, these people are lazy. They don't have enough work to be doing. That's why they are here. We want to go. We want to go. 
They are going where they, they are having time to think. Make them to work double as much. So imagine you have told a situation to go tomorrow, it's double worse. What are you thinking? So the people said to him, before you came, we were actually fine. Now you have come. You told us our God wants to release us. We told you yes. But look at now what you're doing. The Bible says from that day on, they didn't hear Moses anymore. Go and read your Bible. First time when Moses came, God, he said, if I go to tell the children of Israel, they will not listen. God said, you will do the miracles. The same miracles. Put your hand inside, put it out, it will become leprous. Put it back in, it will become fine. You'll be saying, it's a God of your fathers doing this thing. First time they listened. But when Pharaoh made their life hard, they stopped listening. Wow, wow, wow. And Moses went back to God and cried and said, Lord, you told me that you're going to rescue these people. I have only made their life worse, and you, you're not even rescuing them. Amen. Go read your Bible. He says, you have given me these big promises that I'm going to take these people out. But every statement I make, their life is worse. Oh, yes. What was the response of God? God do this thing to wreak havoc in his kingdom. God do another thing to wreak havoc in his kingdom. God do another thing to wreak havoc in his kingdom. Amen. Don't give up. Oh, Still yes. go and say, let my people go. Oh, yes. If he doesn't allow you, go and do the next thing I'm telling you. Amen. And go back and tell him, let my people go. If he doesn't, go back and wreak another havoc. Mm. We give up too easily. Amen. Are you hearing me? We're hearing. The devil is just stubborn. Sometimes the thing you're dealing with is just stubborn. Mm. You know, the, the past week here... Um, Probably on Sunday, on Sunday you didn't see me, but you know, I was going to come. But stuff was happening around with my kids, this one, this, that one, this, and I need to like tend to them. So in my head, I'm thinking, how do I squeeze the devil the best way? Oh yes. So when it was about, you know, my little son over the week, I said, this week. I'm going to do things for God to make the devil mad. Amen. Because whatever happens, I pray, I command the thing to go, I say you're well, but I say the devil has to pay. So I looked for people to go and bless, drove in my car, went to their house, Blessed them with stuff, encouraged them. There's another lady, you know, I knew that she's, um, she's sad. She had lost her daughter and everything. Brought her to, her to my house, ministered to her, blessed her, loved her the way I, I could. Much more than what I do every single week. Oh, yes. I said, yeah. There is no way that I can ever be sad. Amen. No. I command whatever has confronted me to go in the name of Jesus. After that, I have to think, how am I going to make the devil mad? Oh, yes. Power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, hearing. So on Friday, I came here. Prepared to come and minister. 
And then something happened to one of my sons. So I just say, okay, let me look after him and go home. So I looked after him and then um, I lost a bit of time, you know, in the prayer because I wasn't following. I was driving away, uh, driving back home for an hour. I got home and then it was Pastor Leland. So I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. But I said, because of this thing, today I'm adding four more hours to my prayer. Oh, yes. After they finish praying. And there is a particular tea in my house, which if I drink that tea, I won't sleep. You finished your prayers here around maybe 20 minutes to 11. I went and made my cup of tea that time. I drank it and I started praying. I said, I won't sleep until I finish four hours. Because the devil thinks that I'm not going to pray today because he has disturbed me. I had oh, yes. I was just fine before that. I had gone to do my normal Friday prayer. But because of this, my Friday prayer is not normal anymore. Amen. Ask these guys. They found me praying. They didn't talk to me. I didn't stop until 3 a.m. in the morning. Wow, wow, wow. And there was some kind of holy anger in me. So after I prayed, I was like, why did you touch my children? Oh, yes. I was like, why did, why? I said, let me think of what else I'm going to do. I thought, well, the devil is getting ready for Halloween. I said, in this environment where oh, I am, yes. my whole neighborhood here. I said, you're not going to operate. Oh, yes. I said, why did you touch my kids? Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are hearing. I said, why? Mm. I said, why? I said, it's going to be four hours later. I am going to make you feel it. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. I wasn't praying against any attack. I had said it once and that was done. I said, but now I will wreak havoc in your kingdom. Yeah. Power. Are you hearing me? We are hearing. It's not this breed. This breed does not cry. Oh, yes. No. If I'm worshipping, yes. Amen. If I'm worshipping, yes. Amen. But the devil, no. Oh, yes. He has to pay. And today we have to squeeze that Halloween again. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. He has to lose all the children he thought that he's going to influence this season for touching my kids. Amen. I'm not done with him yet. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Finish That's your the mama. attitude of a child of God. Oh, yes. Moses, every time, used to cry, God, what should I do? When you are given authority, you don't have to pray anymore. You command the things. Oh, I'm yes. wrecking havoc in your kingdom now. Oh. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm causing all your activity to cease and desist. In the name of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. When you have authority, it's yours. The Lord Jesus said, I give you authority. When a policeman is at the road and he sees you over speeding, he doesn't call his boss to say, boss, I can see this car. It's in a 60 zone. It's going 80. What must I do? Amen. They'll fire him. <laughs> he has the authority to stop you. To get on his car and to go, wee, 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 until you stop. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. He does not have to call anyone. When you have the authority and you see the devil is doing something, don't sit down there to say, why is the devil doing this? It's his job to do those things. 
He's after you and your destiny. Don't you know that? Oh, yes. He wants you to think, I am a child of God. Why is this happening? He wants you to think that way. Your job is to say that you have trespassed. My powers in my book say that you have trespassed. And if you have trespassed, I have authority to trample over you. Oh, yes. And all your works. Yes. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me, someone? Yes. Hmm. My God. I had a holy indignation inside of me. I said, you will never do this again. Amen. Today, it's four hours of wrecking your kingdom. Just wait. You try it again. It will be all night. You will be crying all night. In the middle of it, after two and a half hours, I went and made another cup of tea. Hey! <laughs> I said whether the flesh likes it or not. Oh, yes. Today it's Mama Bear. Oh, yes. Finish him. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Huh. Touch the wrong person. So when you have authority, Moses, let me read a scripture. Have I read any scriptures? I read once. Let me read Exodus 14, 15 to 16. Exodus 14, 15 to 16. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So God is saying to Moses, why are you crying to me? I have given you the authority. Oh, yes. Your authority can actually command a sea to divide without you asking me. No, you don't know what I'm saying. God said, why are you crying to me? The authority you have. Mm. If you looked at the document, you have been commanding weather all along. You have commanded darkness to come. Mm. You have commanded frogs to do what? You have commanded water to come out to become red. You are having authority over nature. Wow. You can command this sea to divide. You don't need to talk to me about it. If you have authority, you just command. That's it. I remember one day, um, um, I've got this story in my book. One day, a lady in one of the campuses, she was having a problem um, that every time she would conceive she would have a dream. This was a, a pattern. Around three months, she'll have a dream. When she has the dream, then that baby is gone. It was a pattern. She'll have, she'll have a dream, she'll have stomach ache. 
the baby is gone next time. So, um, it so happened that after she had mentioned this to prophet, he said, I'll pray for you and you have a child. Don't worry. I'll pray for you. You have a child. You come on this day, I'll pray for you. So he prayed for her. Sure enough, she conceived and things were going well. At the exact time when it happens, whether it was three months, I can't remember, but the exact time, she has the exact dream and the stomach is aching. And we are at prayers, on Friday prayers on a Friday night, and Papa is not even here. So they called me, the, the husband called me and said, oh, your daughter, she's actually in a lot of pain right now. Same situation. So I said, don't worry, we'll pray for her. In my head, the devil is saying, that thing, when it happens, nobody can stop it. It's happening exact, and this is the exact result. As I'm praying, okay? So I pray, I pray all night. I pray, Lord, I pray, I pray. Then in the morning, we, we finish praying, and then we go home. I think we're finishing around four. We go home, we sleep just a little bit, and then I woke up around eight. I was taking my boys for soccer, and then I see a phone call. We are on our way to the hospital. It's actually happening. The signs that this baby is getting lost have actually started happening. So we are on our way to the emergency hospital. And so, I, so I'm just at my bed. Then I just put my knees down here to begin to pray. The Lord said, you're not praying. Stand up right now. Before these people reach the hospital to go and tell the doctor what is happening, you need to go and command the thing to stop what it's doing and tell them to go check with the doctor oh, and yes. the doctor will find that they are fine. So wow. don't pray. He said, don't pray. Get up now oh, yes. before they enter the hospital. I called them. I said, how far are you? They said, we haven't reached. I said, when you're on the car park, wait for me. I'm coming. So I told my boys, I'm coming. I got in the car. I went. When I got there, we met at the car park. I looked at her. I rebuked that demon in the name of Jesus. Nothing oh, yes. happened. She didn't fall, whatever, nothing. I said, you see what you're doing? You are stopping right now in the name of Jesus. I commanded every symptom to stop. And out of my mouth came, you will hold that baby in your arms. Amen. I didn't allow my head to think. This whole time, my head wasn't thinking. I didn't. In other words, I didn't allow my head to think. I came, I said, go, go to the doctor. I came back in my car, I came home. Guess what? The moment they reached the doctor, all the symptoms he checked had finished. <laughs> they left home with all the symptoms. I don't want to go into details. They get there, the doctor checks, says there is nothing that is happening. And that baby was born, of course. And that baby is now about maybe four. Maybe four or five. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. The Lord said, this one, you don't call your father. Amen. You don't pray to me. I've given you authority. Oh, yes. Just like he was teaching Moses. For you to know that Moses actually had the authority in his hands. The Bible says Moses was the meekest man on earth. 
Wow. There is a time by which he understood I do have very powerful authority. But he just never used it against his people. Because they used to make him mad. Amen. He had that authority to call whatever he wanted on them, I'm telling you. It wasn't gone, that authority. It was his authority. He had powerful authority. That's why the Bible says he was the humblest. The most talked about, the most ridiculed. And yet power in control. Oh, yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are hearing. Because when they finally really made him mad, because of the water... The Lord said, when you go there, speak to the rock, and the rock will bring water. What did he do? He beat it. But did the water come out or not? Why did the water come out? He didn't follow God's instruction, but he had authority to do many things, oh, yes. including make water to come out without God's involvement. Wow. Authority was given in the power of his office yes. as Moses. As God's prophet. He has so much authority. So that God didn't even. That thing didn't actually fail to work. Because God didn't say to do it that way. So he could strike anything. And anything could happen. If he wanted. He could strike whatever he want. He could point to anything. And say anything. And anything was going to happen. Without asking God. Because God began to teach him. Don't come to me. So there is a place in your life where you have to speak. Oh, yes. Where you have to speak. Amen. We finally learned about ever-increasing authority. And with ever-increasing authority, we are told that even if something doesn't happen today, it doesn't mean that that's the end. Amen. Because authority actually really does increase. And the things that we deal with are also in different levels. That is true. That is true. But the thing that I do is I don't start by thinking that the thing is, is in a big level. I just, I just do it first. And then I have to ask the question why. After. To learn. If it didn't happen the way I thought, then I'm going to learn from it. But authority increases. So we're taught about Jesus, the way Jesus' authority increased. Oh, that yes. first of all, it was just in Israel. But after he rose up from the dead, after conquering more, it was now the whole world. I do remember reading a book in which they described also the increasing authority of Jesus in this way concerning death. That he first raised a child who was just dead a few hours. This was the daughter of Jairus, I believe. She was still in the room where she had died, right? Raised that one from the dead. And then the next thing, there was a son who had died longer and was on the way to be put in the grave. So that one had died longer. They've done all the mourning. And then they're on their way. Raise that one. And then third, raise somebody who has been buried four days. And then fourth, he himself conquered death. Ever increasing authority. 
So even Jesus had ever increasing authority. Depending on the thing now that you as a child of God, apart from the authority that we all have, now you, your relationship with God and other things to do with humility and knowledge and other things that we are probably going to learn next week, authority begins to increase. Paul, there was a time he's preaching to this person, the, a leader, a mayor or something, of a city or a premier. He's preaching. And then there was a satanist that was in the office of that mayor, working with that mayor. And the Bible says it was withstanding what Paul was saying. Because this man, this mayor, called Paul. I want to come and hear his message. So he's trying to preach. This one is busy doing whatever and talking to this man not to listen. What did Paul say? You'll be blind for a season. Did he pray? The Bible says, full of the Holy Ghost. He said, you will be blind for a season. Amen. That's authority. That's increasing authority. Because you will not find it where it says, all power has been given to you to trample over serpents and scorpions. It didn't say, I'm making people blind. Wow. It's not there. Where Amen. did he get that authority from? Mm. It increased. Oh, yes. It increased. Same thing with Peter. He said to Ananias and Sapphira. With Ananias, he didn't say anything. He just said, you have lied to the Holy Ghost. The guy fell by himself. But with Sapphira, he said, the same footsteps that took your husband are here to carry you out. Boom. It is not in the list of authority that Jesus gave us. Amen. Is it? No. How did he manage to say that? What gave him that authority? It increases. Ever-increasing authority. And we're told that humility is actually one of the things that increases that authority. I'm going to end there at the humility. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. That even though he was in the form of God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But the Bible says he made himself of no reputation, and he put on the nature of a servant, and he was made into the likeness of man. And being made into the likeness of man, he humbled himself even further to the death until he became obedient even to death. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every name must bow. Of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the ground. And every tongue must confess Jesus Christ is Lord. So, humility will definitely increase your authority and your grace. Oh, yes. The Bible says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. So as you humble yourself as a child of God, let me say something. Anybody who is ever going to be used by God as a man of God or a woman of God, anybody, anybody, the reason why it takes so long is the only thing God is teaching the person is only humility. It will not take God so long to give you power or anointing. It's easy. 
can be just like this. Amen. Now you don't know anything. Now you can lay hands on the sick. They are going. Now you have gifts of the spirit. They can come very easy. But the thing that God spends time to teach anyone is humility. Oh, yes. That's, that's the biggest lesson. I was talking to my sister and I was saying to her that because I, um, I, had, I was studying the subject of humility and I understood that even what God, we have talked about Moses a lot, even what God was teaching Moses those 40 years in the wilderness, it was just humility. God never gave him power to say, practice for 40 years how you're going to speak to Pharaoh, how you're going to do miracles, how you're going to do all this. No. The 40 years was to humble him. And when it came to miracles, it was just one day. Wow. God loaded him with all that power. The reason why he couldn't use it against the children of Israel is he had learned to be humble. Amen. A man of God or a woman of God who has learned to be humble, they are the ones you want to be under that person. Amen. Because that person will value people. That person will value people. Humility is the lesson that God will want to teach you. So I want to submit to you, even David why did God anoint David? Why does he have to be running away from Saul for that long? It is only one thing to teach him to be humble. So that when he's actually exhorted, when God puts him there, he needs to be a humble man. Because if he's there and he's humble, grace increases. He will continue and continue and continue. Because he has learned how to handle that power. Same thing with Joseph. Why does he have to be in the pit for so long? Is to teach him to be humble. In only one day like this, God was able to make him prime minister. Wow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are hearing. God can raise you up like this. But the lesson you must seek to learn is to be humble. Oh, yes. I was saying, I was saying, I, I, I was talking to my sister. I was saying, I used to be proud. And she said, No. You've never been a proud person. Because we've seen you grown up, you've never been proud. I said, I know, but I didn't know I was proud. I didn't know. So the, 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 the day that I, I actually learned humility is the day I discovered that actually in me, there is no good thing. That I am nothing by myself. I had to come to that conclusion. Wow. Because before then I could try by prayer. This will make me, I can really do something. You know, I, I know how to do these, these things, at least I can, I can do better. Even cooking. <laughs> Once I cooked for the whole church in Townsville, I remember. In the Townsville church. I cooked for everyone to make them happy. To try to make the ministry work. Half of them left. Me, I cooked for everyone to make them happy. It's this time I'm not going to involve anybody to do anything. You guys are all tired. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to all your houses. I bring them dishes of food. Nothing. Nothing was working. Nothing. 
until when I got to myself and I found in me one, there is no good thing. Because even some of the things, when I, one day when I discovered, even some of the things I was doing, even what was the motive, Amen. was not even the right motive. Mm. I'll sit down and just cry and say, Lord, what are you going to do with this kind of thing? <laughs> with this kind of person? What are you going to do with this kind of person? Like I'm just failing in, in everything, in myself. Like when I discovered that, and I discovered that it shall never be anything that I know or I'm good at. That day I was humbled that day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. But I didn't know that I was proud before. But just being able to think that I can do it is actually pride. Wow. But I didn't know that it was. I remember um, reading a book by Kenneth Hagin. Um, he was saying that he was telling his students who were learning in his school that most of you, most of the time, God doesn't use a person until after 40 years old. Because by the time you are 40, life has beaten you enough that you can actually learn to be humble after that point, but not before. Kenneth Hagin used to tell them, he used to say, relax. Because they used to be so enthusiastic at the, at the Rema school. They are so young. And he used to say, ah, for some of you, you have 20 years to go before God can actually use you. Wow. Because you will come out of Rema thinking, ah, we know what to do. It's pride. It will work to an extent until the person gets to a point where they know, I don't know anything. Even after studying at Rema, which was at that point the best Bible school. They need to reach first a point where they say, I know nothing. Even this Rema stuff, it, it, I know none of these. I don't know you, God. Now I want to know you. Now God is ready. Now God is ready. But the Lord told me something about that. He said that the young kids of today are not going to have to wait that long. Oh, yes. It's true. It's true. Because he told me that the young kids today, they face so many things that make them reach that point quicker than us in our generation. Amen. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So when you hear young people saying, I battled with depression or I battled with anxiety, don't worry. As long as they are in the house of God and God is helping them, that makes them reach their end very quickly. Mm. And that's how God will use them so powerfully. And so much quicker than he has ever done our generation. Oh, yes. Because the battles they face bring them to the point of dependence to God very, very quickly. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're hearing. When I heard that from God, I was so happy. Because I was trying to look at people and adding 20. Adding 20. I'm like, no, Jesus, you're not going to take this long before you come, are you? <laughs> the Lord said, no. I don't have that many years anymore to be doing those things. Amen. But every single person comes to that point. And that's when grace increases because God starts because you can't do it. Amen. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. And I want to tell you, if God's going to raise you up, if you're going to be raised up, it's better that it should be God who has put you there. Because the Bible says that he, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Oh, yes. What does it mean? A proud person, he, he withstands you. You try to do something, it doesn't work. He withstands you. Wow. 
but the, but but for the humble people he pushes them along oh yes because up there is trouble i see these 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 wonderful people of god that god is raising it has to be God. It should be God who has put them there because everybody is trying to bring them down. Rightly or wrongly, people are saying things about them. People are doing, people are throwing stones. People are what? People, 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 people. It has to be God who has put them there because nobody can bring them down. Nobody. Amen. Nobody. Oh, yes. Because he increases grace on the humble. No matter who thinks what, they'll keep going high. Oh yes. No matter who plots what, they'll keep going high. Oh, they'll yes. keep going high. They'll keep going high. Because they have the momentum of the wind of the Spirit of God with them. So I was just thinking to, to myself, I hope I'm humble because I didn't know I was proud the other time. But I always have to check myself. Oh yes. Lord, please help me. And if I'm going to be anything, it better be you who has put me there. Because I can have you backing. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.